This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and today I have a really fun guest with me, Kelsey Rocket. She is the National Business Development Manager for Annie Mac, which is a company I absolutely love, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, and she's an award-winning media expert, sought-after speaker, and podcast host of The Inside Edge, which we will put the link here to my interview with you on The Inside Edge as well. And she's a mortgage and real estate influencer, social media master, and a personal development hunter. She takes an innovative approach to providing new solutions for increasing transactions for mortgage and real estate professionals nationally to thrive in today's market. And on top of that, um, just recently, she was recognized as one of the top most powerful women from National Professional Mortgage Magazine. It's so funny. You'd think I'd know that after all these years with all these magazines <laughs> that we have. I have it's a tongue twister. It is. It really is. Like, came up with that? They're kind of like Mortgage Lending Mastery, right? So Kelsey, welcome, welcome, welcome to our show. I'm so excited for this interview today. Oh, me too. Listen, Jen, I've told you years ago, I saw you speak on stage for the first time. And I remember looking up thinking, I want to know her and I want to understand her story and how she got to where she's at. And it's all about continuing to build these relationships. And I've gotten to know you very well, spoken on stage with you this year, and it's been a blast. So thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And we've done all kinds of fun stuff together. We've had cocktails together. And you know, when we've done that, we know each other, right? Uh, No, I'm really excited to have you on the show here today. And there's definitely one thing that we're going to be talking about today, but I don't want to address it yet. I want you to just kind of share your story in what exactly you do as a business development officer, because we have realtors listening. We have entrepreneurs listening. We also have mortgage people, obviously, listening. Some that are just taking care of their business themselves, and they don't have a business development officer working for them. Others that have a team, but maybe not a business development officer. And then certainly others, and it's very unique. It's becoming less unique, but it is unique at Animac that you are this business development officer for a multitude or a manager of a bringing in business for a multitude of loan officers. Because So we want to talk about what does it look like if you're just an individual and you're being your own business development manager as well, but also just how you got to where you're at right now. And certainly if you could tap into what your social media presence looks like today. Sure. Yeah. So today I am right around close to 45, almost 50,000 followers on multiple social media platforms, heavily on LinkedIn. Starting out straight out of college, communications degree and sociology, it was like, all right, what's my thing? What's my passion? And it people. And I ended up being at the right place, the right time and was out to brunch with some girlfriends and boom, 
the one girl worked for Annie Mac and the executives were in need of an assistant. So I jumped in and, you know, you start from the bottom and you're getting coffees, you're running lunch orders, you're learning, you're observing, you're a sponge and you figure out, all right, what is my lane? What is my highway? And for me, it was either loan officer or scaling business, helping people make money. Um, I wanted to make money. So I wanted to help people make money because I knew I'd learn it along the way. (laughs) Um, That's, that's the path I took. And the biggest thing is that in building my brand and building comfortability and breaking down walls of people who see me as a air quote, some of you can't see my fingers right now, but they may see me as a headhunter, a recruiter. I never understood the term headhunter. It's scary, (laughs) but definitely talent acquisition. Yeah. There you go. So for my intent, my focus was to be able to diagnose and prescribe what the needs were of mortgage professionals out there and what they weren't doing, what they didn't have enough time to do, what was their futuristic goals, help take them down a journey, help them see and feel what it would be like to have it, and then simply execute on those things and sharing how myself and my company have helped producers get to that level. Oh, this was in a six-year span, okay? I've been at Animax six years, which is crazy, but it really boiled down to scaling mortgage teams and helping the average loan officer go from good to phenomenal and experience massive income growth and massive opportunity to be that impact maker in their community and expand their reach and support. So for me over the years in doing this, it's caused referrals for myself. I am my own businesswoman in itself and I create my own referral channels. I create my own brand. I've been able to speak on stage and share how I've done it. And the social media is a, the followings, the, the people that have latched on are a result of the emotional intelligence behind of how I've done it. Right, right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the emotional intelligence. And for me, this is this is a huge uh, area. You and I've talked about this before because we were actually going to share a stage and talk about emotional intelligence really very deeply. And so, I mean, just to back it up just a little bit so that everyone understands it, and I'm going to simplify it and it's not quoting anybody. It's just a simplification of it. Your IQ does not affect your income. Your EQ does, which is your emotional intelligence, but it's also EQ. There's a more scientific name for that. It's your emotional emotional quotient, but it's your emotional intelligence that really does impact your income, not your IQ. Being smart helps. That's great. But we know, and this gets back to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, the whole book by Robert Kiyosaki is the premise there is that the professor, right, the educated person is in a bubble, and these are my words, an educated person is in a bubble and can only make so much money because they're working for someone. Whereas the person who is an entrepreneur is not in a bubble because they can, the sky's a limit, but they have to have something called emotional intelligence in order to manifest that into success, okay? So what we're talking about is a mind shift here in understanding how to utilize your emotional intelligence to forge forward to have a successful practice. So I just want to make sure that everybody understands that. And hopefully that was clear. It was just my words of explaining my concept of emotional intelligence. So that said, Kelsey, 
tell us what emotional intelligence is other than what I've just described, because there, I know that there is a deeper piece of this as well and really what that mindset looks like. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And in my words, right, we say this isn't quoted from somebody, but the emotional intelligence in business, in sales, in relationships, in whatever it may be, being able to connect with another human and having the opportunity to not just be surface level and not just in selling, but providing a different type of value that connects with them, that resonates with them in a way that allows them to feel connected with you and the opportunity where you're able to not just give them at face value. In my opinion, emotional intelligence can be looked at in many different ways and people can complicate it more than they need to. When you give someone an opportunity to be on stage or give them a podium to speak from in your business, that could be a Facebook Live interview. That could be exactly what you're doing with me now, Jen, in a podcast. Giving someone recognition where you're positioning them as a subject matter expert. Loan officers, I always say, take your real estate agents and sit them down and interview them and talk about real world stuff. I don't want to just talk about loan products and pricing and the opportunity for them to just grow their business. You want to get deeper than that. And the way I say you do it is you talk about the real vulnerable things that humans all go through. So as an example, for me personally, when I'm speaking to a loan officer and I'm understanding their world, what are the restrictions? What are the limitations, like you said, bubble that they're living in? And how do I get them out of that bubble and feel safe in speaking to me? Because reality is, is not everybody's comfortable sharing their weaknesses and their fears and their doubts and their, the things that they're not good at. Right. So having the opportunity to take that and spin it into a positive and give people the commonality of, A, you're not alone in this and you see other people doing it and helping them scale and grow. Messaging is a very great way to strengthen your emotional intelligence in communicating publicly to your audience. There's something that happens chemically. Like if I was just on the phone right now, like for those of you who can't see us, Jen and I are staring at each other. There's through computers, (laughs) there's a powerful emotional connection that we're having right now that is helping really expand and really enlighten this conversation. So it's physically, it's chemically, it's the opportunity for us to to spend that time. So for those of you who steer away from social media, I get it that a lot of people want to be private about their lives. And I think that's absolutely respectful. And there's certain things you can share and you don't have to share. But if you're building a business and you're building the opportunity for someone to come into your world and buy a home, the biggest purchase that they will ever make in their lifetime They want to trust you. They want to see who you are. They want to feel who you are. They want to understand where you come from, the kind of mother might be, the sister that you are, the challenges you might be going through. So within that emotional intelligence, you have to be thinking deeper than I want to get business out of this person. And you want to be able to see, okay, this is the path and also be very connected in with your why. I think knowing your why and knowing how it connects to your job, your roles, your responsibilities, your passion is going to help launch you forward in helping you connect deeply with those around you that creates a stronger anchor, stronger roots in your relationship that's going to create longevity and really help you power through the multitude, the multiplying of your relationships and that referral network that you're most likely trying to build. 
Yeah. And I mean, very well put. And in a lot, of course, if someone's listening in, they're saying, gosh, there's a lot to this, right? To this emotional intelligence. And one of the other aspects of emotional intelligence also is just being able to recognize your surroundings and recognize where you can develop teamwork connections, as you're saying, you know, and teamwork with people that's not just the norm, right? And so what we're challenging you to do is to think out of the box. And I'm not talking about going out of the box and making yourself feel completely uncomfortable. Okay, that's not it. It's thinking out of the box and saying, how can I really move a relationship forward? And how can I really make an impact on someone's life and the people around me as well? And that, that really is where the rubber hits the road. And we can't be a hermit sitting in our office and hoping that our income is going to change when we're not out there applying these things that Kelsey is talking about. So Kelsey, let's talk about what you do apply. So what are some of the things when you talk about the innovative ways of doing it without giving away all of Annie Mac's <laughs> secrets, right? What you would share on the stage, you know, if I'm a loan officer and I'm listening in and I'm a realtor and I'm listening in and I'm saying, you know, how do I start thinking outside of the box? What are some things that I can do? Obviously, social media is one aspect of it. What can I do as far as boots on the ground? Boots on the ground. I've got relationships with people and they're not as deep as I want them. This is, you don't want me to get on a soapbox with this because this is where I have so many people that I'm starting to coach and I'm meeting that are saying, you know, I want deeper relationships, but I don't feel like there's a full understanding of what that really, really means. So we're moving forward with that boots on the ground, obviously including social media in it. But what are some suggestions that you have, you know, in your experience of moving um, loan officers from being good to being fantastic? So I guess in my own personal branding, part of what I've done to make a cold call a warm call has been in sending a video message, introducing myself, letting that person know I'm going to call them and letting them know my intent. Intention will either deepen or weaken your relationships. Quote that from Paul Zinn, our senior vice president of BizDev here, but it's very true. And, and when you think about it, your intention is always being judged. There's perceived intent and there's actual intent. You need to always be clarifying what your intentions are at all times through any type of branding. Realtors get hit up by loan officers all the time. I mean, our job as a loan officer is very dependent on our realtors' sources of fruits, right? And so our labor, the way that we approach real estate agents needs to become different. The first to say, when I talk to a seasoned vet loan officers that have been doing this a long time, they'll tell you, my friendships are my real estate partner. And when you think of the word friend and what that means, it means that there's trust, there's emotional connection, there's a balance between respect of business and friendship. And it can break that bond. It's like a sisterly bond, a brotherly bond. As simple as it is, becoming friends with your real estate partners. So you think, what would my friends value in my friendship, right? So it's the opportunity to connect with them on things that they care about. So in asking the right questions. That's the biggest key, asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. A lot of times loan officers hear them, well, you know, I got great turn times and I got great products and I got great service. <laughs> you know, yeah. they think that that's the magic pill to let the gates open. And again, going back to your thinking, Jen, you're absolutely right. You don't need to step out of your comfort and become completely uncomfortable with this growth, but you need to rewire your thinking. So in trying to simplify this in some of the best ways, develop a niche around your referral sources. 
Mac has certifications and awards that we nominate our realtors, all different levels, negotiation skills, technology associate awards, advanced technology associate awards, excuse me, becoming a pet-friendly real estate agent, coming sort of staging. Realtors pay thousands of dollars sometimes to get certified as a stager where give it to them and partner with a stager out there and figure it out how to maximize the things that they love, that they love about this business. My loan officers work very closely with some coaching companies out there. And Jen, you and I know Carl White and the Freedom Club and some of the ways that they've able to very simplify the process. Jen, your coaching company, you've been able to blow up your circle of people and create massive followers because you provide a very simplistic way of teaching where it's very direct and very simple, right? So if you can do the same with your realtors, where you don't need to complicate things, make it very simple and supporting them in their goals, that's the key. Another way that I would say that loan officers are attracting their top agents is getting ahead of technology. People fear technology as something that's going to replace them, as something they don't understand, as something that maybe is just not needed because they've been doing it one way for so long that they don't feel the need to change. So allowing technology to work for you, we have business we're able to pull out of our databases and it's a gold mine that you're sitting on top of that you can give your referral partners leads. So we all know that that's one of the most powerful ways and we all wish we had a whole bag full of leads to give to our agents that are going to convert. But if you lean on your company's technology, and if you lean on the opportunity to expose your business to lead with intelligence, you're going to succeed. So I hope that checks off some boxes that maybe some of you... Yeah. And I'm taking notes here and I always take notes anyway, but yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on some of those things that you're talking about. You know, I think intention, kind of going over the three things that you just mentioned here, intention is huge. Well, I've never done cold calls because I don't like them, period, end of story. I don't even think I've done one to see if I like it. My focus is about relationships. And that's what all my coaching is on, as you know, is developing these relationships and using the terminology of richer relationships rather than deeper relationships, because deep is monetary. You want a deeper relationship to make money. I'm talking about going deeper and wider with these people. So you have these richer relationships and a richer life as a result of it, right? Hence the friends, that fine line between friends. But intention, I think, is really, really key is that we don't preface any of our conversations with what the intention is. You know, it's just whether it's a cold call, whether it's a meeting with someone we meet and we think that the realtor knows our intention. But if you allow the realtor to pigeonhole you or stereotype you into what your intention would be. Based on their experiences, and this is where emotional intelligence is so huge, is that if you allow that to just sit there, then they're already closed off through that entire conversation. And so you have to break down that wall initially to preface the entire meeting with what is going to happen in the meeting. And one of the things that I've been very big on and I want to share with everybody as it relates to asking the right questions, right, as you were talking about. We go into these meetings like just hungry animals, right? And the whole hope is, I hope they like me. I hope they really, really like me. And I hope they don't not like me, right? That's a horrible feeling. I hope that they want to work with me, right? But we fail to, and this is where the difference is. We fail to go in with the premise that I'm interviewing them and I might not like them. And we don't add that piece in. And that's where the emotional intelligence comes in because now you're backing off. It's not even a backing off. Now it's neutral. I'm leaning in and trying to win them over and I talk too much 
and I spit on them with all these products and services and whatnot that I do. But rather taking a more a neutral position in saying that, you know what, thank you so much for meeting me today. I recognize that one of three outcomes is going to happen as a result of this meeting. You may decide not to work with me, and that's okay. You may decide that you want to work with me, and that would be wonderful. However, I may decide that you're not a good fit for my practice either. Is that okay? Is that fair? Before we head forward. And just doing that makes you so much different than everybody else. And it takes the pressure off the pitch and allows for the doors to open for a relationship. So I wanted to really go in with that. And I think your point to client acquisition, you know, there is no book that says that loan officers can't acquire clients themselves. There's nothing in all of the clients that says we cannot go out and find clients ourselves and then give them to realtors. And why we sit around and wait for realtors to give us business is beyond me. For me, it's a relationship. We do it together. So, you know, I wanted to piggyback on that and kind of go a little bit deeper with those points that you made. And I think that they're brilliant points, especially I love the certification. That's something different and unique is let's take that stager and myself and align ourselves with another staging realtor and help them amplify those certifications. A realtor, well, I I don't anymore, right? But I had a realtor who had 18 certifications and did no business. The professional student, right? But being able to help them utilize to multiply their business is powerful. What a great tactic for that. Okay, so I'm talking too much. I want to talk about you. (laughs) But I do feel like, no, it's, it's a big counterbalance. You know, we've known each other for a while, but you know, I want to make sure that we're highlighting and making you the rock star of this, of this podcast. So now that you've given some innovative things, what do you think is the one thing that holds people back from taking the action to implement and move their business forward? And I know this is an emotional intelligence. It's got to be something about emotional intelligence is we know what we need to do. You know, you got to make phone calls. You know, you have to meet realtors. You know, you have to do, you know, client acquisition. You know, why the heck don't you do it? That is a great question too. So... Girl, I will tell you this, and I'm going to get deep here for a minute because you're right. It's absolutely emotional intelligence connected with the resistance as to why we don't do things that we know we need to do. Yeah. Sometimes think of like, I having a thought this morning and on my devotions this morning, I was reading through forgiveness and how hard it is to sometimes forgive someone, even though we know when we do it, it heals us. And we know when we let go of those emotions. It's what we should do, but it's very difficult. And I believe, and I've had to learn this over time through analyzation and prayer and through practice and through understanding that my biggest breakthroughs, I know they're coming when I have the most resistance leaning in, when I have the most speed bumps coming across my way, when I have the world feeling like it's after me, not in a self-pity way, but in a way that's like, all right, it's coming, let's bring it. And When I am cold calling and there's some days where I sit there and I'm like, I just don't feel like doing this. (laughs) I'll have those days picking anything else. And today I feel like a lot of people result to surfing the web and doing stuff online and not just coming with hard contact straight with somebody. And I was one of those people who lived on LinkedIn and just message, 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 message. And I realized that I needed to get in front of people in a different way. And that's when I took very much a video messaging approach. And that is what built my brand. So when you think about doing the things that you have to do, 
you have to really analyze. So my thought here was when I feel that the heaviest and I pick up that phone, that person on the other line needed to hear from me. They needed to feel connected with me. They needed help. They were that one person that was like, wow. And I realized, okay, when that really leans in is my green light to go. And when you rewire your thinking and that intelligence, again, emotional intelligence, because I'm feeling emotions that I don't feel like doing. And John Maxwell says, you have to do what you have to do when you have to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And when you dig deep into that and you pull something out of it, it's the most rewarding thing. And I think the people that are most successful have caught on to that high, again, air quotes, high and chase that. And like you said, Jen, like you were in the top 1% of loan officers. And as you've built your brand and and actually 200, amazing. And you said you've never made cold calls, but you figured out a different way to do it. That's and became wider. That's a possibility for everyone. And in my answer to you in focusing on why people don't do what they do, it's because they haven't felt that yet. And they have to rewire their thinking on what it feels like to catch that. And you have to expect nine no's and get that one yes out of 10 calls. Odds are in your favor and they're also against you. So you have to decide which of the half empty, half full cup you want to press into, that you want to lean into and the kind of person you want to be. Yeah, I think that's super important. You know, one of the things I say about that is not a sales call, it's a service call. And how dare you not call people to help them? (laughs) And even in your database, right? You mentioned before about your database, you know, I call it acres of diamonds. I mean, we have acres of diamonds sitting on this property that we're on, right? We just need to dig a little bit in different areas with the people to expose those diamonds. And it is mindset. It is not a sales call. It is a service call. You are there to service them and to help them solve problems that they have. And I think that's where the rubber hits the road is pushing that out. And every day I have this little prayer that I do, you know, which is, God, please help me find the person somewhere out there that needs me, right? And I know that every day there's going to be one person that needs me. And it's my job to get out there and make sure that they know that I'm around. And if that is the simple thing that propels you, rather than leaning in and sitting back, right? Absolutely. I'll share this one quick experience. So the past two days, I went to Maryland and on the way to Maryland, I stopped at a Starbucks local here and a gentleman walked up to me and said, Kelsey, he's like, look, this is, sounds a little crazy, but I follow you on LinkedIn. I watch your videos. You do such a good job. I'm not from around here, but I knew if I didn't say hello, I wouldn't get a chance. Um, so nice to meet you. And I said, wow. And I took a few minutes and we talked about his business and what he does and what drives him. And that was like one of those God moments for me. Yeah, And then two hours later, I'd gotten a call asking for if I would speak at an event coming up in February. The next day, and I'm not saying this to be bragging or boastful, I say this in the power of social and what you can do and your message is important. And if you believe in that, you can get it out and it will hit the right people at the right times that you have to give to God to do the rest. But this other gentleman, I was at the gym and I walked by and he's like, Kelsey. And I'm like, I stopped. And he was like, we're friends on Facebook. I love your videos. And it was like, wow, all right, there's something to this. And that was in that stamp of approval, that stamp of confirmation, keep going, the green light, the people pointing their lights this way. So you have to look for that. And sometimes you can miss it when it's right in front of your face. Yeah, now that's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. And of course, I know who that other person is. We'll leave them unnamed. <laughs> yeah. But I know who that person is. And you know, that's so funny how the world is all tied together because I know that person too. 
you know that person and there's, you know, all these connections that we have and didn't know that you knew the person. You didn't know that I knew the person. And I think that that's really, really powerful when we connect it. You know, the world's just filled with billions and billions of people for us to get to know and have these wonderful relationships with. So, you know, as we kind of close up here today, what advice would you give to someone who's listening to this right now and says, okay, you know what? I am done with this podcast and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm going to take the action that's needed to get results, right? What is the one thing you would tell them to do off the cuff, no matter where they're at? Mm. Grab a piece of paper, write three things down that you feel are holding you back from jumping in and doing what you know you have to do. Then write down why. Why is this a feeling and why is it holding me back? And then three things that you're going to do to change it. What activities do you need to practice? Do you need to go jump in a boxing class and hit a boxing bag and just smash the resistance that's leaning against you? Do you need to go hang out with your kids and think about futuristically, if I make these calls tomorrow, what's that going to mean for our future family's income and the depth of what I'm able to do to provide for my family? Yeah. I'd say find a coach or an accountability buddy. You don't have to pay for this person. You can make it just somebody that you say, look, I need you to hold me accountable at the end of every week. If I don't do this thing, there needs to be some type of consequence. Can you help hold me accountable? I don't want to come to you at the end of the week, not having prepared and done what I said I was going to do. Another emotional intelligence side note. Someone once told me, actually, I think it was Rachel Hollis. She had said, if you make a promise to yourself and you don't do it, how do you feel when someone makes a promise to you? and they don't follow through. Mm-hmm. You think of that person as either fake or not a follow through or somebody that can't shallow. hold their shallow. Yeah. And so when you're self like that, you're subconsciously telling yourself those same feelings. So you need to troll that and you need to find that accountability partner slash coach, somebody that can help you that you're not alone and iron sharpens iron at the end of the day. And I would also say, get yourself involved in some type of fellowship group. I'm in 2020 launching with one of my girlfriends who's a total boss lady in multi-marketing. We're launching a women's masterminding group with women in all types of businesses. And we're going to have goal setting and accountability and motivation and inspiration and leaning on one another for that support. So get yourself plugged in to something is my advice. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, Wes Brown has a great quote. He says, if you're casual about your life, your life will be a casualty, right? And I say it's the same thing in business. If you're casual about your business, your business will be a casualty. You can't casually be sitting back and looking at your business go by and knowing that you need to take some action, knowing that the talking about it won't work, the taking action. It's not enough to know that what you have to do, it's also how to do it and really surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. So I love what you're planning to do in 2020. I think that's wonderful. And I don't expect anything less from you <laughs> to, be yeah. to be able to put something like that together. So as we close up today, I'd like to ask you two questions. One, what book are you listening to or reading that is making an impact on you right now? And what is your favorite quote? Hmm. So the book I'm reading right now, and I've been reading it for a while because I'm one of those that like picks up 10 books at a time, (laughs) but The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is amazing. And I keep reading and rereading. So that's probably one of my top, if you're living in, there's different zones and you might be in your zone of excellence, but you want to get to your zone of genius. Uh You're feeling like I'm at success. I've reached success in my life, but what's next? That's your book. 
And my favorite quote, gosh, you caught me off guard. <laughs> well, actually, this is kind of ironic. I love, so, I love not asking. Yeah. So I actually just pulled a card, and Jen can see I'm holding it up, from my leadership team. This was a time when I was actually, I had some health issues earlier this year, and I was in the hospital. And they sent me flowers. And this quote said, a strong woman has faith that she is strong enough for the journey, but a woman of strength has faith that it is in the journey that she will become strong. So yes, I love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is absolutely beautiful. And it reminded me of my mother. (laughs) As soon as you said that, it reminded me of my mom, who's of course passed. And you know that on your stage at Animac one year. (laughs) Happened the moment I was on stage with you guys. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that strength. And, you know, whether it's a man or it's a woman, it doesn't matter. That's the bottom line. We find strength in the journey and, you know, we've got to move forward every single day. So it has been wonderful talking to you. And I hope that this podcast has helped someone else or sparked an idea for someone. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, obviously you're on social media. What is the best way for them to reach you on social media? I would say send me either a LinkedIn message or a Facebook message. I'm also on Instagram and it's um, closing deals in heels with underscores in between each word. <laughs> okay, so I'll make sure I get that. Yeah, I'll make sure I get the link on there. Closing deals in heels. And I got that. And it's at closing deals in heels, right? Or is it not? Yes, it's okay. at. Yeah. So at closing deals in heels, yes. Facebook, LinkedIn. Yes. And if you're listening to this and you simply just want to reach out and chat and talk, like I encourage that. I love that. There's a reason for it. So please be inspired to do that. And I'd love to learn your story. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here today with us and sharing this I, kind of awkward, you know, emotional. And t- for us, it's not because we've talked about it for so many, so many times that we've met. But, you know, it's kind of this awkward thing of really going from, you know, thinking that you've got the full package of being a smart person and knowing your guidelines and everything, all the aspects of it to embracing this thought that you need to expand your thinking to include other people, you know, sort of like reaching out of the box and pulling people in your box as opposed to going out and feeling mm-hmm. really bad about it, right? So thank you Amen. so much, Kelsey, for being here with us today. So again, if you want to reach out to her, please make sure that you use some of the links that I'll have in the notes here and make sure you follow her on all of the social media platforms that she's on so that you can continue to grow your business and gain more knowledge and emotional intelligence. So I want to say thank you so much to everyone for listening in. If this is your first time, welcome. I hope you enjoyed this session and that you'll watch and listen to more episodes. And if you've been with us for a long, long time, I say thank you so much for listening. And I encourage you to reach out to me as well if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like for us to discuss. I am always open to bringing whatever you need to grow your business. So we will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's Lifetime Membership Program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.